Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts Podcast with Clamp and Cougar. It is the That's Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar, whatever you want to call me. And with me today, I have my wonderful, wonderful co-host, as always, Clamp and Connor. And we are back to do preseason previews. Um, last episode was a lot more mundane and a lot more sad and depressing. But now um, we're a week away from the college football season. Well, a week away from our college football season beginning. Uh, games um this upcoming weekend um including playing a football game which i kind of hate the pac-12 teams playing week zero but that's neither here nor there um but i'm excited man it's um it's go time it's time to do some previews uh clamp any opening thoughts before we get going well yeah um i'm excited this is the last time we're going to be doing this which is very um unfortunate but sad um, man sad yeah it is I mean, I there. I I personally, I will say this to our viewers. I personally, my plans going forward would be to continue the podcast and just see, maybe make it more of a general sports podcast. A general sports podcast, yeah. Um, but also a lot of coverage of Washington football, Washington State football, and Oregon State football, wherever they go. I don't think coverage of those teams should be lost, even with the shuffle, but. Good. I also don't I, – I mean, we all watch every sport that people care about. Gotcha. So um, I really think continuing this is important. But this is the last time we get to do this with our conference, with right. what this podcast was predicated on, which is Pac-12 with these teams football. Because I can't say the Pac-12 – Never gonna be a thing because they seem to be trying to add teams still. Um, I don't even want to get into anything that's going on right now, though. Let's just talk about these teams. I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, let's start with the well, Connor. Before we get on, any opening thoughts on your end? Um, I'm just super excited for the season. I've kind of let all the realignment stuff go past my head at this point i'm just gonna let whatever happens happens and i'm just so excited for this season so that's it for me for sure all right well let's get going with our first to make it easier for our our listeners what we're going to do is we're going to be on a cfv playoff predictor uh the website we're just going to have all pac-12 like the entire pac-12 season open um that way we will literally just go game by game week by week we will all recite our records for each team, um, and that way you guys can hold us accountable for the preseason stuff. Obviously, the you know the end season stuff would probably be what we chart more importantly. But just um, just so you know, kind of what we've got um, before the season, so nobody can make up narratives about how they felt and it not be true. Um, all right, so let's get it going. USC San Jose State. I will begin. Um, not really much to talk about here. This isn't 2020 anymore. San Diego State isn't a isn't a very good team. Um, it's not competitive. Yeah, San Jose State. Am I, am I mistaken? Am I saying the wrong thing? You said San Diego. San Diego. Oh, I did. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, San Jose State. Um, not what they were in 2020. Um, so they're not very good anymore. Um, and USC is one of the best teams in college football. They're projecting to be a um, playoff contender as we approach um, this college football season. A lot of 
high on them. A lot of um, experts, quote unquote, are high on them, and all three of us are high on USC as well, and rightfully so. What they showed us last season, Lincoln Riley's first year, um, extremely impressive, and they have the Heisman Trophy winner. So, um, not really much that we need to talk about too much about this game. So I'll get cut to the chase and then go ahead and take USC in that one. So oh, for, the, oh, for yeah, I was gonna say so for this game. Um, San Jose State's interesting because they do have Hawaii transfer Siobhan Cordero, uh, who is who was picked for the Mountain West uh, player offensive player of the year to begin to uh, before the season started. Like to mm-hmm. he was like the main main favorite. So it is going to be a, the tiniest bit interesting just to see how many points San Jose State puts on USC because obviously we're playing them week one. So I I'm going to be watching this. I want to see how good the SJSU is and see like. How, I mean, obviously USC is going to dominate them, but I, I want to see how much, how many points they can put up on USC because I'm genuinely curious to see how good their offense will be this year. Their defense is going to be awful, but their offense is interesting for me. But I'm going to go at USC for this one pretty easily. Yeah, same. Um, I'm excited to see Caleb Williams play again. I've lo- I loved watching him the past two years. Really, a lot of people underrate what he did at Oklahoma, but um, for sure. I'm. Really, ex- I'm just excited to see him go again. Um, I'm excited to see what um, they did make a recent change, which is Relique Brown is going to be playing wide out now. So that's yeah. something new. Um, I want to see Zach Branch and Deuce Robinson, the true freshman, get some time. Makai Lemon as well. Um, all five-star offensive skill position players where they're already just loaded. But Best I think this is a game where those guys are going to – yeah, it is. And they're bringing that to the Big Ten, which isn't, other than Ohio State, it isn't a spread them out um, one-on-one receiver versus DB type of team. Um, it's a bit more eye formation, run behind a fullback type of football being played in the Big Ten. And um, like Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, those are like the teams when you think of Big Ten football that you think of. Uh, Penn State's always also been a running back driven team, so... Um, we're going to get the first glimpse of what Lincoln Riley does bring to that. And USC is going to win this game easily, though. We don't need to spend more time on this. Um, we'll be able to talk about USC 12 times. Next up, ASU Southern Utah. Yeah, Thursday night game. Um, also another one of those teams that's dealing with a lot of turnover. Uh, well, I guess it's the first team dealing with a lot of turnover that we'll mention today, but, um, ASU is in an interesting position. Uh, they announced that um, Jaden Rashad is going to be their starting quarterback, um, which is exciting. Uh, I think that brings a lot more, you know, kind of optimism in what um, ASU can be because a lot of people just really want to see um, what he looks like on a on college football field, um, especially after, you know, what happened with his recruitment. There was a lot that um, kind of went on in that process. And, of course, you know, um, ending up at ASU probably wasn't the most typical route. Um, I think Arizona State's an, a talented football team. And I think um, first-year head coach Kenny Dillingham is going to put them on the right track. Um, and obviously, like we spoke about earlier, we'll have 12 times to mention all of these teams. So we um, don't really want to spend too much time on kind of these pushover games. But I am excited to see ASU get on the football field and just see how they look as a unit um, together, kind of what Kenny Dillingham wants to you know, set the tone as um, as we approach this new year. So um, excited to see ASU get on the field. And obviously, I've got ASU taking this one. 
Yeah, same here. Um, Jaden Rashada is going to be fun. Do I have high hopes for ASU season? No, but I mean, if they if they can't beat Southern Utah, then oof. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm also excited to watch Elijah ba- Elijah Badger because I feel like he was one of the few bright spots last year for ASU and Jalen Conyers too. So those are three guys I'm definitely going to be watching this game. Definitely. Um, Badgers, of course, became one of the better receivers in the Pac-12 last year and just kind of went unnoticed because he was on a three-win ball club. Um, so, yeah, it'll be exciting. to. I want to see what type of connection Rashada is able to build with um, the receivers that um, yeah. are. I think that's how you pronounce that last name. Um, uh, and Geo Sanders are also guys that are going to be involved. And I want to see what Jordan Tyson look, brings this year. Um, I was I, love I loved him. him last year with Colorado. Um, For sure. With ASU, it's exciting. Um, uh, they've completely reshaped their defense. I'm excited to see um, Travion Brown, Clayton Smith um, run around as the linebackers there. Um, I really liked Roe Torrance last year. They've got a like pretty talented ball club um, this year. For sure. They should run Southern Utah. They're, that won't be a close game. There's no Eastern Michigan going on here. Especially not against Southern Utah. I think we're good. No, here. no. Hopefully. Let's not speak too soon. Let, yeah, let's... What, by the way, uh, two win Oregon State uh, this season with Jamar Jefferson's freshman year. Uh, yeah, two win, I think, yeah, two win 10 Oregon State beat Southern Utah like 48 to 7. Yeah. Right. If, like, Obviously, it's a couple of years in advance, but if, if I mean, Southern Utah isn't really a program you need to watch yeah, out for. Yeah, Southern Utah no. is one of those FCS powers. This is not a Thursday. Though. Ouch. No, this isn't like Eastern Washington or um, this isn't like Eastern Washington coming to town. This isn't like Montana coming right, to town. Right. Hasn't um, Southern Utah played on Thursday each of the last three years against the it, Yes, but it's been against Utah, I feel like. I think it's. I think they yeah. played ASU once before. I was say that's what I thought. I thought they played ASU in 2021. Yeah, they like. Yeah. Remember 2021? They like remember alternate 20... with Weber State. They yes, have an away and away with ASU. Wow. But like, you <laughs> thought you were playing Florida. Weber. Yeah, because remember, remember 2021 uh, Thursday night, Utah played Weber State, and then I think it was ASU playing Southern Utah. I know ASU played that night. I think it was against Southern Utah, though. Yeah. So, interesting. Shout out to the uh, the Thunderbirds. When I was in um, in Gulf Shores last summer, I saw a uh, Southern Utah like sticker on somebody's car. So that's pretty nah, cool. People's Dang. bumper stickers they got everyone. They just let anybody in. Anybody in. Known Southern Utah um, Alabamians. Anyway, moving forward, we've got Stanford at Hawaii on Friday night. Um, I know oh, it's like the the fun pick to choose. You know. Upset Hawaii, you know, Hawaii sucks. Hawaii is like one of the worst teams at college football. Um, really unstable program, and I'd love to see Timmy Chang turning around, but um, it's going to take nah, time. It's going to take time. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, a lot of teams in this conference in the Pac 12 with um, a changing of guard. Uh, that coach, what's his first name? Troy, isn't it? Troy Taylor. Troy Taylor, yeah. Yeah, Troy Taylor. UTS he came from Sacramento State. Sacramento State. Sacramento State, State. State. Yeah. Um, Jeff, Tra- Jeff Trailer is the guy who goes to he coaches for uh, UTSA. Jeff Trailer. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, that's making the Power Five jump is rare. All right. Um, um, but if there's anybody recruited. ready for it, I think it's Troy Taylor. Yeah, he's um, 
He's really done his thing at Sac State in recent years. He coached uh, Washington legend uh, Kevin Thompson a few years back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, He's, um... Kevin was going to be pretty good, I think, honestly. <laughs> and um... – yeah, I mean, uh, Troy Taylor's he's, he's familiar with kind of the Bay Area, you know, Northern California um, recruiting landscape, obviously, at a different scale now that he's at Stanford. But he's done some really good things this summer um, in terms of recruiting. And so um, not a great outlook for Stanford going forward on the season. But uh, if there's any game that they must win, it's this one. Hawaii's god-awful, and I, I think that they'll be able to get it done. So, um, Stanford, this will be your one of one of few wins that I'm going I fully agree. Um, I am. Did the Stanford have the starting quarterback yet? I'm assuming it's going to be Ari Patu, right? Ari Patu. I've yeah. I figured. Um, former three star went to Stanford over Oregon State. I remember his recruitment. Um, yeah, dude sucks now. Uh, anyway, uh, Ari Patu is going to be interesting. I was it something Jackson, the recruit they got last year, who like early enrolled. Miles Jackson. Miles, yeah, yeah Miles yeah, Jackson. He, yeah, he I thought he, it. I thought he had a chance, but I guess Ari kind of outbid him. I mean, there. I haven't seen an. There's no formal announcement that anybody's been named their quarterback, but Ari would be the favorite. I'd have to assume. I would check the Stanford boards, but they have no fans, so it's hard for me to get any information out of them. Um, no, Emmett Smith Junior. season is finally. If he stays healthy for once in his career, it will be nice. Um, he's still there. Right. Which, yeah. I, I, poor guy. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, he's getting his degree. He's getting a Stanford master's. So hey, props Which is to dope. him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, get that. Casey, get that graduate. Chris, Christian McCaffrey, number uh, part two. Casey Filkins. God, he's so bad. Um, and so yeah. Bad. I mean, anyway, Stanford has the wide receiver talent to absolutely dominate Hawaii here. They're gonna roll. Give me, give me, give me the third. Shout out John Humphreys. He's a senior now. He's a veteran. I remember back in the days when it was just me and Clamp on this podcast. John Humphreys was a meme. I was a legend in these streets. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about John Humphreys. Yeah, man. John Humphreys talk. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to Ben Urosic, man. This is his year. Let's go, <laughs> yep. Ben. I this love this year. For the fourth straight year, it's go time. Oh man, but it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Twenty twenty one freshmen are about to be. Seniors coming up tomorrow. <laughs> Not this year, but you know, it's well. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, um yeah, Stanford should nail this one. Um I'm excited to see who the quarterback is. I really do think it would be Ari Potter. Yeah. He seems pretty ahead of everyone else. Um, but we'll have to see. It's a Friday game in Hawaii. It's probably gonna be at like nine PM. It's probably gonna be, yeah. Yeah, 9 p.m. for y'all. It's going to be 6 a.m. the next day for me. It's going to be wildly late. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I have nothing to add really here. Stanford's just yeah. far superior roster to Hawaii. Um, I'm ready to talk about Washington State yeah. at Colorado State. And obviously we don't want to spend too much time on these week one games because I think we'll probably revisit these sometime next week, maybe, probably. Um, yeah. Probably should just – Anyway, that's just, neither here nor there. Just, you want to just pick the games? Just go ahead and get our picks out, or put some scores on the picks now, and then that way we don't have to worry about the episode next week. 
Yeah, yeah. Just pick it up. So, too. Um, we should do that. So I'll, 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 I mean, we can just go back individually and put scores. Um, let's see. USC, San Jose State, I'll say 63 to um, say 63 to 14. Um, no, I'll say 63 to 21. No, no scores on the part. 63 to 21. Um, what y'all's picks on scores on that one? And we can um, just, I'll send them to the chat. Uh, 75 to 3. <laughs> USC. Uh, I'm going to go 58 to 25. USC. Clamp, you said 75 to 3. That is correct. <laughs> and then Connor, you said. Uh, 58, 25. Yeah, 25. Okay, nice. All right, uh, Arizona State um, and Southern Utah. Um, I'll go ASU 37, um, Southern Utah 10. Damn, that's a little close. Um, I'll go go ASU um, 54. Five um, to um, for Southern Utah. All right, and then Connor. I'm gonna go Arizona State forty-one to fourteen. Okay. Okay, I've got winning thirty-five to seventeen. No, that was that was the exact same score I have right now. Really? That that's the first time we've done it this year. Mark it say, didn't we? Say, didn't we have stakes for that one last year? I can't remember what it was. We had some type of trying, thing for that. I'm trying to the, remember. The, the second man to pick it dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no! Clint, what, was your, what was your score? Oh, for Stanford, Hawaii, uh, forty-five to ten. Stanford, forty-five to ten. Um, uh, Oh, I twisted these around. And then, Connor, you said 35 to 17. It I seems guess like I won't be alive die. to see where we end up in the conference. <laughs> <realignment. laughs> I won't be able to see DJU. No. Okay, here we go. And then Washington State and Colorado State um, as team back 12. Uh, I'm really excited to see these guys get on the field, man. I- team's the part of the prediction dropping. Keep an eye out for that. Be excited. So I really dive deeper into the, the team as a whole, but I really think that this is um, this is a really good ball club in, in what, the second full year under Jake Dickert, which sounds funny to think about considering he coached so many games in 2021. It's only the second really like full year. Um, anyway, um, I'm really excited to see this team play. I really think that there's a even within our um, our program that they're really going to let Cam cook this year. They're really going to let Cameron Ward take the reins um, of the offense. They're not going to limit them with stupid screen passes and things of that sort. Um, I really do hope that we make the run a, a fixture in Ben Arbuckle's offense, which may be a little bit of a stretch. Um, I know Arbuckle's a spread it out, um, get downfield, which is good. It's a lot better than whatever the hell um, Eric Morris was doing. Um, ver- uh, horizontal offenses don't work. They, they don't work, um, when, especially when you're at this level of football. Everybody's fast. Everybody's athletic, and they can beat you to the edges. Um, and, and, and really, you know, Ben Arbuckle is going to get this team downfield, and Cam is really going to um, uh, 
be a catalyst for that. So I'm really, 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 really freaking excited for this team. Um, I think the defense is still going to be one of the best in the conference. I think our edge rushers are um, as deep as anybody in the country. And um, I'm excited, man. I won't say another day in Henley because what Dan Henley did last season was unreal his one year um, with the program. But, you know, somebody who can keep the consistency of a veteran linebacker voice um, for the Cougs, something that we've had since Peyton Pallor, really. Um, so I'm excited uh, for this team. It's got a good secondary. Um, you know, I'm just excited for this team in general, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, for the first game of the year, I'm going to go Cougs. Uh, 42, Colorado State, Colorado State, 13, 42-13, Cougs. All right. So I am also uh, – so I'm going to be a Washington State fan number two this year. Um, I mean, you know why. But I am really excited to see Cam Ward, especially with the fact that Dickert's been kind of just letting him cook this year. Yeah. They've they've been letting him do his thing and not holding it back from uh, Morris being the OC. So I'm just really excited to watch to watch this Washington State offense. I'm excited to watch um, uh, Watson, especially in the backfield. Um, I'm also excited to watch the new wide receiver one DT Sheffield. Uh, if I say what I think, I'll be suspended six months. <laughs> just just oh, tear apart this nasty. Colorado State defense. Um, but also, Colorado State has one of the most underrated wide receivers in the country in Horton. I don't know why he didn't leave. Because he could have easily got a bag at like an, a way bigger school. But Troy Horton is someone to watch out for, for sure. Um, dude's a dog. But he can't do it by himself. Uh, Wazoo wins. Um, Wazoo wins thirty-one to seventeen. That's tight. Um, Washington State is going to be quite a bit better this season than last year, I believe. Um, there's a lot of continuity in the roster um, and the coaching staff. Um, last year, I feel like people. Since Dickert finished off 2021, people don't realize last year was his first year as a college football head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he got enough credit for having a winning record as a first-time college football head coach. Um, I believe him, both him and Dan Lanning deserve more credit for the way last season went for their teams. For that sure. said, Dan Lanning, um, <laughs> November Dan. November Lanning, Dan. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Of that's facts. Um <laughs> Which is not as much of a compliment as it is. No, as you would think. no, nothing else of what I've said is. Um, I'm not trying to diss Dan Lanning, but um, it, I will diss November 2022 Dan Lanning for the rest of my life. That was <laughs> rough. Um, Washington State um, in this opener, many advantages. Um, their offensive line being one of those advantages would be nice, though, because remember last year. Against Idaho, it was not. The scary. offensive line it was getting scary. It was getting the scary. offensive line was not an advantage against the Idaho Vandals. It being the the O line being a nice little advantage over CSU's O our defensive line would be, I'm sure, very um, pleasing towards yeah. the eyes of Washington State fans. I think that's something that's needed to be said. Um, 
Because I think last year the O-line was the difference between a 7 to a 8-9 win team. Even against Washington, it couldn't hold up for four quarters, even with Cam doing his acrobatics um, for a while, <laughs> keeping pace with Penix. Um, I think you have a better chance of beating teams like USC and Washington if you're just able to hold up. Really what those teams have is a pass rush and then really, really leaky secondaries. I don't know if that'll be the case this year as much, especially for what I think Washington did more to upgrade their secondary than USC did. Um, but, um, but still, I think if you're able to hold back good pass rush, Washington State will win more than they a, a lot last year. So they're going to win this game. Uh, 41 to 10. I think they're going to blow out Colorado State. Really make a statement here. Agreed. Um, I didn't really get to mention a lot of names for this team, but um, as I mentioned, like if we keep the um, the backfield a part of it, I'm actually going to finish Keishlin Baker. Um, our offensive line is going to continue to be improved uh, with Asa Pule, who will be our uh, new starting left tackle. Um, we've also got uh, Connor Gomnis, a returning starting center. Um, I really do think his offensive line will be much improved this season. Um, wide receiving core is deep. Uh, Ryan Peters and Tiasun uh, Nunnally, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, both fantastic guys returning from last year. Didn't really get as much run, obviously, with uh, Donovan Ali and Dejan Stripling still on the team. But now that they will uh, be the permanent fixtures um, on the outside, I'm really excited to see them cook. Um, the new guys that we got in, Carlos Hernandez, D.T. Sheffield, um, and Brandon Hills. Um, all, or Brendan Hills, as nicknames BB. Um, still, really fantastic group of guys. Um, Lane Smithson still around. He's a playmaker. Um, I'm really excited to see these guys um, as a collective unit. I, as Clamp said, they are a much better team than they were a year ago, so I'm really excited to see them cook. Um, yeah. Good call. All right, next we've got um, Colorado at TCU. Um, this isn't neutral field, right? It's actually at TCU. It's at TCU, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, for Dion's opener. Um, the defending national championship runner-up TCU, by the way. Um, that, that is that something happened. I never thought that I'd is, say. Yeah, that is fun. Um, it is a, the game I'll be able to watch. Um, unfortunately, I do work the day, the Saturday of um, – College football's beginning. Um, oh no, I won't be able to watch because I work nine to five, not twelve to twelve to five. Or, yeah, and not twelve to eight. So, um, yes, I will not be able to watch this game. Um, although I will be rewatching it. I already set up most of them to record. Um, nice. So yeah, I've luckily we play on ABC. That was really easy to get it on the um, on the recording. And shout out to Matthew Loves Ball on YouTube. He's legend in our game's history. For sure. Yeah, he's always got like four, 30 to 40 minute highlight videos where you're pretty much able to see everything of note. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, speaking, of, let's talk about this game. Um, I'm so, so, so jacked to see Shitter Sanders. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Sound like you said Shitter. Shitter. How do you pronounce it? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta say it slower. Shitter. Sounds like you're saying like, <laughs> sh- like shut a door. 
<laughs> okay, so I speed up. It sounds like shitter. I slow down. Be honest, quarterback. Be honest, quarterback. Make up your damn mind. All right. Whoa. David is playing quarterback. What? Hey, bro, you're right. Oh Get to the chase. I was he's trying good. to talk he's about talented, him already. Bro. He's talented, bro. bro. He's talented. I'm sorry. All right. Um, yeah, we love Tim at Jackson State. We love what we see from him around here at the That's Facts podcast. A lot of people like to hate on him just because he's – I don't even – I can't even put a um, point on the You know reason. why they hate on him, bro. Don't ignore the obvious here. <laughs> let's, let's More not. so than other quarterbacks <laughs> that shared that feature. <laughs> He also doesn't help to... that he's Deion's kid. Right. I was getting to that. Or yeah. <laughs> Jackson decided to <laughs> keep politics out of sports, young man. <laughs> My keep your politics. The, the kid threw 40 touchdowns to six interceptions last year um, in college football on, on um, 70% completion playing. Again, this is Division One college football he's playing. This isn't – it's not high – I'm not going to go out there and say Jackson State is the Pac-12, but um, it, it's it's real college football with, with guys that make the NFL on those other teams at times. Um, I'm not here to – again, I'm not here to say that these guys are like world beaters, but he's very good is what I was getting to. It took about – 15 minutes to say it because of Jackson, but um, okay, he, he is very good. You, you want to blame, blame it me on for me. Blame it on me. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I've got TC winning this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it took you a minute, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's, it's tough to say, like, Dion's gonna lose his very first game because I really do think that the crowd is gonna be jacked up. Um, of course, it's an away game for uh, Colorado, but I think I know. Of course, it's an away game for Colorado, but I think both teams are gonna be they're gonna be showing out. It's exciting. It's gonna be a conference matchup in a year. Colorado hung around in the first half for last year. Um, of course, that was before Chandler Morris got hurt and then uh, TCU went to a damn championship game. Who would have thought that watching this game on a Friday night in uh, no, September yeah. of a year ago? Anyway. Never forget that Brendan Lew- that one Brendan Lewis pass. That was special. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think TCU, yeah, I think TCU is a well-constructed ball club still. Um, they're a better team. And um, I really do think that the talent for college as we get, I think that once they're able to build a little bit of a uh, between Shadur and his receivers, um, the offensive line, the play calling, the whole bit, um, it'll get a little bit easier as we continue on. Uh, Obviously, being a conference player and figuring that out isn't going to be the easiest task, but um, I think they'll find a way. Um, with all that being said, I just think TCU is a better team, and I think that they are, they're going to have the advantages on the fronts in this game. Um, Sonny Dykes, uh, surprisingly, is running a good program these days. Uh, 
And I think that they that he's got them boys on the right track. Um, obviously, I don't see them going back to any playoff now, but um, I think he's going to start this. Okay, uh, let's say thirty to twenty. All right, so this is Colorado's first test. This is Dion's first test. This is Shadur's first test against big competition. Don't have another one in there, I believe. This is insanely important for two things. One, this shows TCU can bounce back from losing a good amount of talent they had last year. This shows Deion Sanders. I mean, I'm not going to base his whole coaching regime regime off one game. I'm not going to do that. But if Colorado can somehow pull this off against TCU in Fort Worth, it'll be interesting. Because, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a Deion doubter. I just don't think he's going to be able to do this in one, two years, turn this whole thing around. Colorado doesn't have a good offensive line. I've seen this multiple times. They're, 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 they're all around line work. It's kind of iffy. It's questionable. Um, but they have the offensive talent. They have, um, they have the defensive, some of the defensive, it's not all the way there, obviously, but like they have some pieces. Am I excited to watch Colorado? Yeah. Do I think they're going to win this game? No. I'm going to go TCU 41-24. as well. Um, 40, second man. 40, 40, 41. Yeah, 41. Oh. I think TCU drops 40. Oh, okay. It's not outlandish, I don't think. Um, let's see. Colorado Damn, does have a lot of newcomers on defense and a guy that's never been a D coordinator. But I thought, I thought Florida and Utah were on Thursday, not we? Uh, it was. It. Huh. Playoff predictions. It says Saturday. Huh, strange. Anyway, um, I could have. No, you're right. It's a Thursday game, right? Yeah. Let me yeah. check. Let me check. Let me go on football schedules. Um, Thursday. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because um, it would be it would be before actually either right. of these games. Um, so Florida tries to sweep the home and home with Utah. Um. Florida's a weird team. Um, Florida, obviously beating Utah last year, everyone thought Florida was looking like, hey, they have that might have something here because everyone was really high on Utah last year, including myself. I was higher on Utah last year than I am this year. Um, Same. And they then Utah couldn't go there and win. I do like Trevor Etienne and uh, Montreal Johnson as the running back duo. Graham Mertz is your quarterback, though. <laughs> I think we needed that moment of silence for that. <laughs> These things are true. <laughs> Can Graham Mertz go to Salt Lake City and beat a Pac-12 championship team? Hell no. No. <laughs> but also, also in Graham's, in Graham's defense, the last time he played on a weekday, Last time he played on a weekday to start a season. That was special. And the All-American yeah, game. The All-American game. That was special, bro. Yeah. That was special. like three touchdowns. Does he even – I don't even know if they've got the weapons, though. Ricky Pearsall doesn't exactly <laughs> shiver my He's timbers. still in college. Yeah, he's still around. He's still going. And he graduated, too. So he's just there for the love of the game. <laughs> He's there because he wants to. He's there because he. Please don't make any jokes. No, 
Not about Florida. Why? Oh, no. Florida, bro. <laughs> Jalen has touch these. That was just oh. <laughs> no. The two terabyte file is still on campus, and Ricky Pierce is trying to find. He's it. still on my campus. <laughs> Who the no. fuck got this man back on campus? No, no, no. I think Jalen Kitnas actually had a new school, though. What? Scholarship. Yeah, I think Jalen Kitnas actually has not a job, but. A QB job. Yeah, he left. He left jail like pretty quick in December 2022. Um, yeah, that his charges tra- got dropped. That 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 transfer portal post will never be not funny. I'm sorry, Jalen Kidney <laughs> enters the transfer portal. I wonder. Okay, why. his transfer makes portal world seven doesn't doesn't have him, but. Oh, no, Anyways, Kimber, my bad. Um. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> let's not talk about the guy who. Yeah. Worse than him. Um, yeah, he's awful. Uh, yeah, I've got Utah beating Florida. Um, I picked Florida last year, called my shot, hit it. I'm gonna call Utah this year at home. If they were going to Gainesville again, <laughs> I. Oh, in a way, in a way. I'd probably pick Florida precedent, um, but not this time. I'm going to go with um, Utah to win this game. It's going to be close. I really do think it's going to be close just because SEC talent is different than Pac-12 talent. And they were demoralized and beaten down when Oregon State ran through them. And I'm not trying to discredit Oregon State. They had a fantastic season. But I'd look more towards what Oregon State did to Oregon as the highlight of the season over – them running over that sad sack of a Florida team. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from a high-level Division One football team. That I can't, cool. I, I can't even agree more. Like it's, yeah, like yeah. we're, we're. I, I, if I was a Beavers fan, I don't think I'd be up talking about how we took down. <laughs> I only talk trash to the Florida fans who were saying that they were still going to beat us with that, right. ex- like that, with that sad excuse of a team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I did not think Florida was going to win. I didn't see that coming though. I really yeah, didn't. And, but once I saw the like first few plays in the game, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah this is what's happening. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I would go Utah here, thirty-seven to twenty-four. I think they do win by two scores, and I think they score a lot. I think Cam Wright, well, whoever's playing quarterback, I think they have a pretty solid game on Florida's defense. I'm not one to defend Florida's defense. Ooh, let's Bryson just make Barnes. this a week one. Let's it just is, make this a week it, one episode. It is Bryson way. Barnes. I am letting you know right now. Yeah. Oh my God, we're forty-one minutes in. Yeah. Let's yeah. just make this a week <laughs> one episode. Fellas. Anyway. Um, week zero and week one, and then yeah, maybe sometime next week do the full season preview. Then yeah, and just post them and, and just post. Yeah, because we can really post this episode. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, anyway, uh, um, okay, we can slow down a little bit then. Um, Utah, Florida, uh, Thursday night. I'm excited for this game. Uh, I think Kirk and Reese are going to be at this game. Sadly. Hate those dudes. I'm um, probably not going to be able to watch it live. I'm probably going to go to the UAB game. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, but um, obviously, I'll go back, check it out, see what we think. Uh, Graham Mertz, not that good. Um, 
I, I want him to be good because, you know, it'd be good for the culture. One of the legends in our game's history. You know, you want to see it pan out. Um, but I don't see that happening. I don't think that um, Florida is built to the point where they want to be yet. Um, I don't know if Billy Napier is the answer. Now I'm not going to sit here and say that Florida is just going to be some pushover because they're not. Like Clint mentioned, that back, uh, SEC talent is different from the Pac-12 talent. Uh, it's just a natural um, natural selection almost, right? Like um, It's just how the cookie crumbles. It's just how it goes. So Florida is going to have the athletes to keep up with Utah on the perimeter, um, and they're absolutely going to have the guys to keep up with them um, on the interior. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I'd still think that Utah's just a better football team. Um, and Bryson Barnes, <laughs> Rose Bowl legend, um, owns Washington State. Um, I think he's going to be able to do enough uh, to get it over the top for the, uh, for the U2. Also, I think we can all three agree we're just not as high on um, this yeah. year in comparison to other years. But that doesn't mean that, again, that doesn't mean that Utah's just going to be some bad football team because that, that's not ever going to be true um but uh for, in terms of this game i'm gonna go don't want to get florida too many points don't want to get utah too many points i'd probably go utah 31 um and florida God, I just really don't love either of these teams. Um, Utah 31, Florida 22. I think it'll get late. Florida will go for a little, like, two-point conversion. But I think the game won't be as close as the score indicates. I think Utah will have it for most of the time. I I can see that happening. That's a pretty realistic pick. Yeah, I like that. While I do have Utah winning this game, I am concerned about the situation for the first two weeks because Bryson Barnes – I mean, he's a college quarterback. Obviously, he's going to do his thing. But is he really who Utah wants playing an SEC team that has young talent that's on the rise? No. I think he can clutch out this game for sure. But this is something to keep an eye on. I think it's going to be a little little, little more low scoring. Uh, I think it's going to be 28-24. Utah pulls it out by the skin of their teeth. That's a good pick. Yeah, I think should... I'm interest. I'm very interested in that game. Um, all right. Now, what was your pick again? You said 34 to what? 34-24. Utah went by two. Gotcha. I think Utah scores their last touchdown, though. I think they pull away they right pull at the away. end. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So let's dive into. Um. I guess let's just go back in order now that we all have Saturday games, and then we'll do Oregon State last because they play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um. So next on this is um, NAU taking on U of A. Um, yes. Jaden Delora had some more drama this offseason. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did not like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Jaden Delora, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Do a little more time, please, for the culture. <laughs> Jane and Delora. The back end of it is even funny. He doesn't even he he doesn't deserve the full. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Taking on a team that has a winning streak against Arizona right now, going. 
Right? I still this? can't believe they. I predicted them to win that game, and I can't even believe they actually did it. I that can't believe they lost mind. that game and still went on to win a game later in the season. Well, I'm not even going to count that as a win. I'm counting that as point five. They beat a team with 23 players out. Of COVID. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm, I, that is point no, five. No, it was. Pretty and Cal still played the game. <laughs> they have to like just pulled out. They pulled out a random like high school kid to quarterback. I'm like, all right, you're in. Yeah, it was like yeah. their fifth quarterback on the roster. Walk on. I don't <laughs> even remember those names. Right? I can't believe that kid beat a fully a fully um a fully healthy scholarship team. <laughs> well, I can't even call Arizona's 2021 team a scholarship team. They had players. They, they certainly did. Oh, poor. I'm glad Jed Fish got out the mud because <laughs> and out the mud meaning five and seven. Anyways, uh, they're gonna win this game. Um, they're gonna beat NAU pretty bad here. I wonder if they're gonna be out for blood. <laughs> yes. Like I feel like it's if we personal. played Montana, I feel like if we played Montana, a few players on our roster would be out for her. have it out for, for vengeance. Them. Yeah, vengeance against the team. I mean. You got to think about how embarrassed some of the players that are still there had to have felt. Yeah, man. That can't, can't be fun. No. Um, I'm going to go Arizona 49 to um, – still think NAU score on them a little bit. 49 to 17. Um, yeah. Um, Kai Milner is probably starting for NAU, right? That's I right. I love Kai Milner in that one spring game. That one spring. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did. What the hell is he throwing? I, I did. I liked Kai yeah. Milner. He could throw on the run. He had some acceleration. He had some zip on the ball when he threw. I think he's a quarterback that just wanted to start this year. And um, Cal took the transfer quarterback, um, Jackson the fifth, and he was like, okay, I'm out. Um, do the McCaffreys still have to, something to do with energy? Or is that Northern Colorado? That, that was Colorado, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. Well, like Ed McCaffrey was like fun. a Broncos legend. Yeah. So they have a very Colorado-based family. Yeah, that's true. Jacob Sermon also had a North that I think he lost the job. Well, <laughs> I'm going to Jacob Sermon Jackson. <laughs> Jacob Sermon, man. He was a five star when he committed to Washington. He wasn't when he enrolled, but when he committed, he was hyped. He was big. And he One still finished like a top 100. He, he was a legend in high school's history. <laughs> uh, that's anyway, a, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I have 49 17 Arizona. We're getting off track, but I think we. Are. Allowed ourselves that opportunity with a yes, week one episode. Anyway, um, for the culture, um, he's not picking any of you. He's culture. Why did I say that, bro? No, I'm not. For the but culture, I have corrected myself a little, bro. Culture, Clamp, you support this. You're fine with this, yes. but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I don't like Arizona. I don't. Um, oh, well, I know why. Yeah, and for a multitude of reasons, but 
Um, they're just a better team than they're a much better team than an AU. Tetsuroa McMillan um, is really freaking good at football. Um, and he's going to be a wide receiver one this year, which I'm super, super excited to see. I'm really excited That's to see. JC. McMillan's awesome. I did kind of forget about Callan because I probably graduated, but still, I do. I really do think that. Uh, I look. I'm with you. I think. I think. I think they go to T Mac all the time this year. They really hone in on that. Yeah, I. I'm there. Yeah, I think he's a good player. Anyway, um, he should be starting if he went to Oregon right now. Yeah. Um, Jane Laura. Um, I don't like that dude, but um, you know he's kind of been the um, the face of this turnaround for Arizona, if you want to call it that. God. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, Arizona's in much better shape than they have been in the previous two years. I really do think that there's a really good shot that um, Arizona's going to be able to make their first bowl game under Jet Fish. As Clamp described, it, Jet Fish got it out the mind. <laughs> um, That's then... so funny. What the fuck? <laughs> they got it in decent shape, so... Um... I think they'll easily win this game. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! And we're gonna have to use that one when we talk about Bucky Irving and he kills us. This <laughs> oh god! I see who they play. <laughs> DT Sheffield too. Oh no, bro! Not Portland State. <laughs> Anyway, Arizona's a much better team than Northern Arizona, so I think that they would easily win it um, by a score of 44 to 15, Arizona. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> What's your pick? What's your, what's your? I don't want to pick. Um, I I'm gonna. Uh, obviously Arizona has a good offense. Unfortunately, their defense uh is highlighted by a dude who I saw got burnt every single play last year with long hair, who somehow got picked for media day. Um, and Justin Flo. <laughs> Uh, their defense isn't good. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It's why I picked them to go three and nine this year. I don't have a lot of faith in them. I also Stukes. <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> um, I I don't want Arizona to do good. I'm, if I'm being honest, um, I'm sorry. I just I, okay. I if, if there's a team I'm rooting against this year, is Arizona. Yo, um, Me too. Stop. I do not like the. Look. Oh, I thought you were gonna disagree. Um. No, but uh, Arizona wins this game 30, uh, 31 to 14. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. I mean, with we'll, I'll talk about my stance on Arizona here for a bit, as most viewers know, because they know me. Um, I live in Tucson, and I've always supported Arizona sports. Um, I hate Jaden Delora, though, and I do not – enjoy this football team while he's the quarterback. Um, the way he um, 
far superior team that I'm a fan of. Um, it will not be forgotten. And that would be anytime soon. And Jane Delora is a deplorable human being, but we, we well, we got into Jalen Kitna. We may as well get into um, Jaden Delora. Um, God, Jaden Delora can go to hell. I think we can leave it at that pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's committed multiple felonies while he's been in college. Yeah. Um, that has just gotten away with it and really hasn't even faced a suspension. Faced anything for it. And this is things that are getting into journalists' hands that we're getting articles about Jaden Delora doing like some Ezra Miller shit. And yeah. it's just not it's just not being taken seriously. But anyways, let's get to UCLA Coastal Carolina because I think this is a weird game. I, it is. I don't know why this game exists. Why is this but, game um, scheduled? Coastal Carolina, they're not as good as they were a couple of years ago, but they still run a program that is that plays football. Sure do, but Jamie Jaguar isn't there, so I mean, I'm sure they're still running a lot of the same things in terms of the spread yeah, option, which really, is one of the more interesting offenses in football. It's once really upon cool. a time, I thought Jimmy Lake would kind of keep things the same as Chris Peterson. So, well, um, I think the idea that a new coach can just do that is far-fetched honestly well i guess the not the execution part of it but kind of the identity of it um right but even that's a little harder to imitate you know it is um, especially without grayson mccall as well who um, also right, right. You no, mccall went back i lied mccall went back didn't he yeah he did yeah he, did. Like McCall he, he, could, he, he couldn't find another college with this degree like, yeah, no, he, no, yeah, because he was going to finish at Auburn, I believe, but they right. didn't have his degree. Uh, so the court is always so big. I thought if like yeah. Jimmy Lake took over with Jake Browning, it could have been good for a year or two. Um, just having a veteran quarterback that knows how to run all the stuff and knows what a good program looks like. Um, so I think with Grayson McCall, they've got a they got a little bit of a shot here. Yeah, they got a shot for sure. Um, Especially if a true freshman is on the other side, then you've got on a paper significant advantage at yeah, quarterback. For sure. um, I love Dante Moore's talent. I think Dante Moore is going to be the best quarterback UCLA has seen since Josh Rosen. <laughs> Josh Rosen. The Chesney, um, isn't he? Which, that is not an insult, by the way. He no, was no, no. he was really good in college. History, Josh sure. Rosen. Josh Rosen was a good quarterback in college, but I, I think Dante Moore will be the a top quarterback in the Big Ten, but not a top quarterback in this year's Pac-12. Um, with that being said, I've got UCLA winning this game. I think TJ Harden is somebody that they really go to quite a bit in this one. Um, they've got a lot of running back talent, but he really showed out late last season. They were really they, they're really excited about him. I'm still not hyped about UCLA's receiving room. Jake Bobo surprised me last year with how good he was. Oh, um, for sure. Replacing that production could be difficult. I love J. Mike Sturdivant, though. And uh, I think Kyle Ford's got himself um, a nice season brewing. But yeah. with that being said, I think it's going to be tough for Dante early on. Um, probably if he comes right out the gate and he's just throwing dimes – I wouldn't be completely shocked, um, but and he hasn't been named the starter, by the way, which 
Um, there was that drama with him being upset with UCLA not fulfilling promises. I think that's it, is that there was a legitimate quarterback competition. Yeah. Um, have because, they, I, I don't think there's been an official Dante Moore as our starter announcement. Yeah, and, and I mean, anytime you come into a competition with the guy who was also a first year, but he has more experience than you on a college football field, I feel like that guy should have right. a little bit of an advantage. Right. Not like a, as well yeah. as um, Ethan Garber. And Ethan right. Garber has been in Chip Kelly's program. Exactly. For, this is his yeah. third year. Because, I mean, there's still the talent that, that Dante Moore has, bar none the best on that roster, right? But um, the continuity also matters when you're in a con. Right. But I look at – I look at ASU with um, Rashada, and maybe you treat this year, last year in a, this conference, maybe you treat it as a rev up for your future quarterback. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> which that is that is horrible to say. Nasty I feel, word. I yeah. feel like shit saying that honestly. Um, that yeah, I don't enjoy saying. Teams but you're right, though. You're right. Try to win. Yeah, I know, but try you're right. Win. I mean, because think about it. If, if I mean, first year Dante Moore starting, obviously he'll be, you know, more conditioned to leading a team from just being around guys like Garbers and Schley. Um, you just treat the Pac 12 as like a warm up for what you're going to see next what's year. Next, you're playing uh, Power Five level programs every week, and you're seeing it. And you're going to make the mistakes, but I think it goes well for guys like Rashada going to the Big 12 and guys like Dante Moore, especially going to play Big 10 defenses. Like, good luck doing that as a first year starter. I think starting, oh, yeah. And of course, there's the teams like Washington, USC, Utah, um, and Oregon State that have veteran quarterbacks and a legitimate chance of winning the conference, Oregon as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to shove Oregon aside there. They are genuinely contenders. Contenders, Um, There are teams like that with senior quarter. I think you play for national respect, so you come into your conference with some of that. But but with UCLA, do you see yourself as contenders this year? I I don't think so. You don't. Washington State tier. um, Yeah. Of not going to win the conference, but... We'll give a lot of teams hell and are one right. of the more talented teams, for sure. Can beat one of the five that I would say are contenders Yeah. Um, on a given Saturday. Uh, I'll go... Let's move on. I'll go UCLA 41 to uh, 20. They'll win by three scores. Yeah, I don't know. I don't hate that. That's kind of my thought was... Um, if Jamie Jadwell was still here, this would be a really competitive game. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm thinking somewhere I like that. I like that 41 for UCLA, but I would go with like 27 for uh, um, Coastal Carolina. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, wait, so real quick, hold on. I, I'm sorry, I kind of spaced out for a second. It, does UCLA have a starting quarterback yet? No, we, I, we, I don't think Dante Moore, but no. Okay. If it's Dante Moore, I think they're going to win 31 17. If it's uh, Colin Schley, I think they're going to win 28 to 14. Interesting. Not, not, not much of a difference. 
Um, I do think the hit Colin Schley's play style, like, 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 um, quick passes, short passes, kind of type of thing, yeah. gives UCLA more play. Um, gives UCLA more of room to like wait, drain the clock a little bit. So I think it'll help their defense. Mm-hmm. I think Dante Moore could make some freshman mistakes that he that freshman team seemed to do in their first games when they do start. Um, even with, for how talented Dante Moore is and how good he is going to be in the future, for sure. First game jitters always happen for everyone, unless they're like him, like Trevor Lawrence or something. But um, I, I like Trey Miller. Why did I say that? I don't like him. I'm sorry. That was corny. Forgive me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I I don't I I I think Grayson McCall. I wish there was some Oregon State smoke at one point for him, but I I'm I'm. Followed his degree, and I'm happy for him. Uh, I think Coastal Carolina is going to be a great team. I think they're going to be like a 10-9 win team, but this is not going to be one of them. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Next up, let's just pick this game. Cal's at North Texas. Um, I've got well, Cal I need you to play 20. it real fast, Connie. I've got Cal 28-20. Um, I've got Cal. Uh, if I say that, they call me suspended. <laughs> I've got North Texas uh, 21-19. Oh, I can see it too. I can, see it. I can 100% see it, which is why I picked North Texas. <laughs> 24-14. What? <laughs> I have no faith in Cal. Whatsoever. Oh, bro. That's bad. That's I'm bad. just sitting here with my cow pick. It's bad, bro. It's, it's getting bad. scary. It's getting really scary. It's getting it's awful good. for Justin Wilcox. I think he's going to be gone by week six. I think Cal is in the gutter. All right. Oregon, oh, Portland State. Um, we also don't need to take a lot of time on this one, but Bucky Irving. Connor. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say the name. <laughs> Bucky Irving should get his fair share of uh, touches in this football game. Um, Oregon is really good this year. They, I think, they, yeah, <laughs> that's the team. That's what Oregon opponents are going to be playing out. Um, I am very intrigued by their um, game in um, Lubbock. Because I think it's going to be scorching hot. I I think they're I think they're I don't think they're going to enjoy that trip at all. Um, I think it's a very unfortunately timed trip to go play a good Texas Tech team in Lubbock in the beginning of the season. Uh, just typical Pac-12 scheduling, really. Um, and our good buddy Buffalo should be at that game. He's enrolled at Texas. That's Tech, right. Basically. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if students will be on campus yet, but I think yeah, if he's already in town, should. they should be right. No. I know Washington students aren't on campus until like week four of the season usually. Oh, wow. hopefully um, they are. That'd be cool. But I'm yeah, but we'll see. Um, yeah. We can ask him. Yeah, um, but yeah, well, let's st- I'll stick it with Portland State. I think Oregon wins this game. Oregon's <laughs> Oregon's always ran up stores on teams like Portland State. Um, yeah. I always see Oregon score like sixty plus on them, so I'll go sixty six to sixty six to seven. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go fifty-four to fifty-four to fourteen. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, sixty-three to seventeen. Uh, USC mm-hmm. plays the Wolfpack of Nevada. Oh, I, I guess that's second point, yeah. USC or second USC prediction of the episode. Um, yeah, Nevada is horrible as well. Yeah, they're not good. Nevada. Uh, <laughs> Jane Orbell, really. Yeah. Jane Orbell might have had him right, but he took less yeah, money. What's weird is Jane Orbell, year one Colorado State, not good. Not good, and they're not going to be any better this year. I guess he is getting paid more money at Colorado State, but still, he yeah. could have gotten paid a lot more of it. Well, well, I'll see if um, Jay Nor- we'll see if Jay Norvell can start turning it around this year, but they won't get Washington State. Um, no. Caleb Williams already a second showing. I think Caleb's really gonna get going in this Heisman race. Um, off to a great start because he's got two Mountain okay. West cakewalks to start okay. the season. He's got and, two games before a lot of teams can get one. Right. So he's going to have stats that just pop out when you look at college football leaders. Yeah, right, right, um, right. So, and when that happens, I mean, I think that's a good way to get going in a Heisman right. race is get your, those stats looking nice. And, um, yeah, I mean, we've already done our little USC talk, so I'm going to go ahead and just pick this game 48 to um, 10 USC. 10, yeah. Um... This one, I think, is going to be even more of a blowout to what they did. Well, I guess last year was kind of opposite, right? Like, they started hot, hot and then blew up, I think. Or, uh, I don't even remember. But anyway, I think I had 63-21 to 21 earlier. Um, Nevada's, I think, they're not, I don't really think that they're better than SJSU or even enough for it to be a difference. But uh, for the culture... I don't really know why I keep saying that because I'm not picking Nevada. Right, but, um, yeah, and you're not on the USC culture, I don't think. No, I'm not. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to go USC 54 to uh, – no, I'm going to go USC 72 to uh, 20. He said 72. My God. Caleb stays in the game the whole game. Um, I have USC winning 55-21. Nice. Yeah, that's all we need. 70. Yeah. yeah, that's all we need. That's all we need to say. Uh, next is um Washington versus Boise State, a game I will be watching at work. Come, hey, we need to talk about the use of that. Hey, this is about. your former almost alma mater. I didn't finish it. I don't know what you're talking about. You started it. It slipped. My I, my enough. my hand slipped. I strongly disagree with that. I, my hand slipped. I. I don't believe that. I didn't believe that for a millisecond, Connor. <laughs> Buddy, we're going to have to have a conversation here. I don't like that. My phone had a bug on it. Sorry. You're going to have to... You're going to have to tell that bug that um, this is a pretty good game going on here. Connor, look. <laughs> if you want... Anyway, just continue talking. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I already feel I I wow. Okay. Um you've ruined my evening. What? Let's <laughs> talk about the game, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um it'll be very nice to see the Huskies um play while I'm on my phone at work. Um <laughs> Oh, not the advertising in the video. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Have some shame, Have dude. some shame, brother. Well, what happened to the game I love? What happened to the game I love? What happened to the podcast I love? That was embarrassing. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's worth another play. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll get out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Now I can talk in peace. Fuck! Oh. <laughs> uh, Cameron Davis is out for the season, which <laughs> I hope he's okay. All right, I'm back. What's up? <laughs> Why y'all laughing? What's up? What happened? What? No, I kind of just said that a funny score. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a funny story. Talk about your Huskies, Clint. Yeah. Um. Cameron Davis is obviously um, out for the season, unfortunately. Um, a lower body injury is how they're describing it. Um, I wish they'd say what it is, but they didn't. Um, but I think we'll be all right at running back. I like Dylan Johnson a lot, what I saw from him at Mississippi State. Um, Going to see a heavy dose of um, Will Nixon as well, I believe. I, <clears throat> I'm a... Big Will Nixon fan this year. Um, Daniel Ngata is an interesting player on the team. Um, I don't know what we're doing with him. So that'll be fun. Um, Giles Jackson might redshirt this year. So, it, yeah. Um, they had the conversation. He's like, I'd rather be a big dog on the 2024 team than what I am on this team. So, and I think the staff agreed. Um, yeah. That's things that you still I get in, four games out of him. Those are the things that I do in NCAA. Just mm-hmm. bench my uh, potential big dogs. Right. And that's, um, that's something that Kalen DeBoer is kind of, uh, that's a little innovative there. Yeah, it is um, for sure. That's literally, like say, I said, that's some video game stuff. I do that right. in NCAA all the time. Because <laughs> Giles Jackson's worth playing right now. Right, with yeah. Turner and slot receiver. But with a year of development and a bigger role next year and still staying with the team and practicing with the team, it could work out. And yeah. I there are rumors that he's going to transfer um, as well. But... So it would be like the big brain play didn't work. Yeah. But it was like very much partially Giles' decision to yeah. um, be involved with this. So we'll see. That's another interesting storyline. We announced Elijah Jackson as cornerback number two, which is one of the most important announcements of Washington season. <laughs> um, who's going to play corner across from Jabbar Muhammad? Um, EJ is six foot two, runs well. Um, I thought he always had really solid reps when he actually did play. Um, he was one of the many that got injured last year, um, which led to Javion Green getting extended playing time, which 
didn't exactly go as planned. Um, I'm sure for young Javion, but um, honestly, being on the field was probably not planned. Um, no. it, it, it got ugly last year for Washington secondary. It wasn't just bad. It was yeah. nationally atrocious secondary play at Washington. Um, so Jabara brings some known stability and EJ brings some like really high ceiling um, play and somebody that's been able to guard guys like Rome in practice. So, you know, we'll give it a shot. I'm not going to make any predictions that Washington secondary takes this huge jump because their safeties are still Asa Turner and Dom Hampton. And if I say what I think, I'll be suspended for six months. Um, so that's still the case. <laughs> I'll never forget, um, I think Jackson said we had an inexperienced secondary, and I'm like, no, we just have Ace of Turner and Tom Hamilton. <laughs> here, they just still suck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, no, um, I love our linebacking core, though. The addition of Raylan Goforth, that is going to be key this year because we go four deep at inside. I like Eddie Ulifoscio. Carson Bruner's always played really well when he's in the game. Um as well as, um, of course, Goforth and Alfonso Tupatala. All those guys have really put in good games in college football in the Pac-12. Um, so that's a really exciting linebacking crew. Our edge position's interesting. I love Zion and Trice, of course, but depth after that gets interesting. Zach Durfee, this is a weird story. So Zach went to NDSU as a regular student, North Dakota mm-hmm. State, um, then he transferred to Sioux Falls to play football. Um, and he was really good, really good. Um, had scholarship offers from Wisconsin, Minnesota. I believe Michigan was in the mix for him. Pretty much every Midwest team that went out to see him wanted him. But Kalen DeBoer used to coach at Sioux Falls, so he had a ton of connections there. Um, and we ended up getting Zach Durfee. Um, But because he attended North Dakota State as a student – they're calling him like a double transfer pretty much, and he's not. he might not be able to play this year. They're oh. still fighting for his waiver. Um, Interesting. It's a much lower scale story than the um, Trez Walker story. Um, um, with Kent State to North Carolina transfer, yeah. um, which yeah, I think that's really yeah. sad. I really, really um, enjoyed watching that kid play for Kent State last year when they played us. Um, yeah. It's really heartbreaking to see kids not be able to like, – like there's the Giles Jackson situation where he gets his four games and he gets his um, he gets his chance. And then there's this um, yeah. where you don't get to play because you attended a school as a student for a little bit. And that's – I feel like the NCAA needs to just take these waivers and just sign them and let them play. I, let them play, yeah. It really is. I think the public image of your company comes before any of the um, decisions they've made. Yeah. I'm disappointed. If I'll be very disappointed if they don't approve Zach Durfee's waiver because he's really our third edge right now. Um, Trice, the loss of Jeremiah Martin, I think that's something that Huskies fans haven't really noted too much. Too much. And people that are really, really high on Washington also never seem to mention how important Jeremiah Martin was to last year's team. Um, A lot of people have, it seems. He was good. (laughs) He was really good. 
he, he was a good he's very good player that um really solidified the edge room. He was a guy that had eight sacks and was our best run defender off the edge. I mean, doesn't get too much better than that. Um, and Jeremiah is going to probably make the Cleveland Browns roster, um, which I thought he should have been drafted. I really did. Um, he, but he didn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's a hard-to-replace guy there. And – um, if Zach Durfee can't play, then you're looking at Sakai Afoa getting some time as well as Maurice Himes. I, I do, of course, be very happy seeing Maurice Himes get some play. Um, but um, as nice as he is of a person, I would. I just want what's in the best interest of the team. Um, and if he can play well, he can play well. And he played really well when he got chances last year. Um, but I want to see where he's at in his development. Um, right. uh, and if there's someone more proven than him, I'd rather that guy play. I don't take pick favorites. I just want the best players out there. Um, so it's a weird edge room. Interior D line should be really good again. Um, that was the one thing that actually kind of worked for us last year on defense was stopping inside runs. Um, we couldn't stop outside runs that went opposite Jeremiah Martin, and we couldn't stop any any sort of passing play, really. Um, unless Braylon Trice got a sack. <laughs> that, was about it. that was about all that worked. Um, so, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> of course, when you talk about Washington, the commentary is going to be on the defense. Because, um, right. you know, Penix, Rome, McMillan, um, they're going to score. They're going to score their points. But if you're questioning Washington, you're going to question their defense. So mm-hmm. with that being said, I've looked in, looking into Boise State. I'm not impressed. No, I'm really not. Really. Surprised me last year by competently coaching that team at all. But I like Taylor Green too. I do. Yeah. Um, I like George Halani at running back. I do. Um, not going to be enough to go to Seattle and get come out with a win. Um, and I don't think it's going to be close. close. I think we cover the 15 points. Um, I'm going to go Washington 45 to Boise State's 17. I think our defense makes a bit of a statement in this mm-hmm. one um, because I do think – that our defense knows their reputation and they want to they want to play their way out of it, but <laughs> that that ain't happening until we start playing better teams than Boise State. Yeah, but it's so, yeah. a good start. Get your get your name out there and show that you're not a joke. I have Washington yeah. as a top ten team in my preseason poll, which I still am yet to finish. But currently, got Washington number eight. I think they're one of the best teams in the country. I think that they're going to have one of the better seasons. Uh, but with that being said. Yeah, their defense is going to be important in that step and finding ways to uh, not necessarily match the production of Jeremiah Martin, but be able to fill the gaps in terms of really what he did um, and really continue to fill in what um, is still a really good football team. And I really do think this is going to be a playoff contender and one of the best teams in the country. 
Um, Washington has the potential to be that good because of who they are offensively, obviously, but who they have the potential to be defensively. Um, Kalen DeBoer, what he did in year one last year was really one of the, was I, I think probably the best job in the country. Um, obviously what Lincoln Riley did and what Brian Kelly did, I think are on different scales because of, you know, uh, those universities. And that's not to say that Washington isn't historic, but how bad they were um, compared to what they were supposed to be in 2021. Um, yeah, man. Um, so really what Kalen DeBoer did in that year one was incredibly impressive and uh, being able to get a lot of those key pieces back. Um, obviously, as Clarence mentioned, uh, you know, losing Jeremiah Martin, um, still, like I said, having those gaps in the secondary, having those gaps, um, not as, as drastically in the front seven, but still having things that, that can be cleaned up up there. Um, it's important to find the guys that, uh, you know, fill those gaps and, and make this uh, the team that they can be. So um, with all that being said, I don't think that Boise State will be um, the biggest challenge on Washington's schedule, to say the least. And I've got the uh, the dogs winning um, 45 to uh, 45 to 10. 45 to 10? Yeah. Good pick. Um, so, as someone who's been scouting both these teams heavily, because I mean, y'all seen y'all y'all saw my Washington State's prediction. I have them going twelve and zero, and I have them making a college football playoff because of how experienced this team is, how many starters they're returning, how good they were last year, how their OC stayed, how he turned down Bama. How DeBoer has proved that he can develop a team like this this crazy fast. They have one of my favorite offenses in the country, even with uh, their RB. Was he RB one out for the season? You could or, say that. You could say that. Yeah, I don't. Think I thought I, I I thought Johnson was the RB one for Mississippi State. Look, if week one started and Dylan got more carries than Cam Davis, I wouldn't have been surprised. But, yeah. but also I think it works vice versa. I think it was really yeah, like I the 1A, 1B, yeah, whoever exactly. else. Um, I think this Washington offense is one of the more talented ones in the country. Um, But also, I've been watching a lot of Taylor and Green lately, and this dude is – he reminds me a ton of Justin Fields. His, he is one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the country. One, of, I think he's like a top three running quarterback in the country. He's ridiculously good. Um, he has good pocket awareness, which I find pretty rare, especially for like a quarterback who isn't the best with his arm. And he likes to like go out of the pocket, scramble. He, he has good pocket awareness. Um, his arm could use some work, obviously. I mean, he's more mobile. He like he's amazing in the read option game, which I think could work out pretty well, especially with Holani back at the running back spot. One of my favorite running backs as well. Their defense needs some work, which probably definitely going to be their rough spot. I think this is a like nine ten win Boise State team. Like they're going to dominate the Mountain West, but when they face a team as good as Washington for the first game, it's not going to go too well. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go thirty eight to twenty one, Washington. <laughs> To um, not counter, but bring something up to Connor's point. I think the team running what Boise State runs kind of plays into what be able to stop, like what Washington would be able to stop with like a spread option offense because our defense is kind of predicated on speed. And when Trice and Zion are in the game edge play, it'll, I think we're going to be really tough to run. 
with that said, if he can get out of the pocket and make throws like Cam Ward did to us last year, they'll score more than 10. Yeah, I'll, for sure. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, they'll, but if not, if they're running the ball all the time, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna put much of a dent on us. Not not with us at home. If we can get momentum Clamp, early. Yeah, I'm gonna copy your score clamp. I like 45-17 more than 10. 10's kind of, 10's kind of rude. Maybe it's not yeah, rude. Washington's really good, bro. Even 17 seems a little low. I'll give them 20. I'll give them 20. Yeah. And Connor, you said what? 34 to 20. Uh, yeah. Uh, 30, 38 to 21. 38 to 21. Gotcha. Um, that would be a good score. Yeah. Do we have any other picks that aren't Connors? No. Okay. It's Connor. Let you cook, and then we will wrap it up for our week one predictions. All right. So, Oregon State for San Jose State. Um,. I'm going to just go ahead and get the obvious out. Uh, DJ Uyunglele is quarterback one for the team this year. Uh, yeah. It was decided that when he stepped on campus in January, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, so the, he looks – He uh, ROC, Lindgren fixes mechanics. They made he, – he is way more – he looks way better in fall camp than spring for sure. Um, he's been looking really – like way more poised, way more comfortable in the offense, way more lethal. Um, especially with his connection to the wide receivers, he has a he he's been friends with Silas Bolden since high school, and now that they're a duo on the field, I think it's going to connect really well. Um, running backs, obviously, very very good. Damian Martinez, Deshaun Fenwick, Isaiah Newell, the the three punch in the back. Um, Jam Griffin. Transferred to Ole Miss. Don't know why he did that, but he did. Um, but we don't we don't really need him too much. It's fine. We have uh, Newell as our third down back anyway. Uh, wide receiver group's looking really good. Again, with Silas Bolden, um, Anthony Gould. Uh, not a lot of size here, but we have a ton of speed. Probably one of the fastest in the country, now thinking about it. Uh, Zachary Carr runs a 4 3 2. Uh, true freshman uh, was one of the wide receivers for Jaden Rashada in high school. He was alongside Rashid Williams. Dude's a dog. Um, another guy stepping up, such as Josiah Irish, finally. Uh, Jemai East, Juco guy we got, six foot three, big big body. Need him. Uh, wide receiver group is deep and unproven. That's kind of the motto for a couple of our position groups this year deep and unproven. Yeah. And um, I feel like DJ could step into this unit well and transform them into better receivers. And yeah, I'm confident that this offense can definitely make some noise this year, especially if DJ gets comfortable in our game plan. Um, offensive line's looking like one of the best in the country. Again, seems like a common theme the last couple of years, especially under Jim M. Uh, we lost our right guard, but we have plenty of talent to back him up on that with and uh, um, Tanner Miller behind him. Two guys who played really good. In the, two, uh, Tanner Miller played amazing in the Civil War when Jake Levengood got hurt. And... Um, yeah, this offensive line is really special, and I think but with DJ behind it. Um, hold on, I gotta go. Me one second. I'm sorry. There you go. No. Well, <laughs> oh, I can pick up where he where he left yeah, off. Yeah, you know, I was gonna do the same. I yeah, and you can go for like it. On points so far, though. Yeah. Um, that's gonna. If DJ looks that good. And I don't know. 
I mean, because it's, I mean, it's really never been the talent for DJ. It's just putting it together in terms of consistency yeah. and, and, you know, being and able mechanics, to find, really. yeah, and mechanics, right. And being able to find his cohesiveness within the program. I think that he lost a little bit of that at Clemson. I felt like, um, I'm not going to blame Dabo because, you know, he's a good coach, but I feel like a lot of pressure was put on to um, DJ. And, and he was, of course, he was given a lot of leeway. I'm not going to add, like, he was just treated unfairly or whatever else. But I feel like there's a bit of a. Well, he um, was Trevor Lawrence's um, replacement. Right, yeah. I mean, I think that's very difficult to do. Yeah, and then the fact that any time that there was any type of struggle for DJ, there was the. Uh, the Cade Klubnik thing, you know, literally in his ear, like a little earpiece just following him around. And it's like, can't, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, we didn't have chances again, but, um, you know, it can't be easy to perform. Like when, like you said, you're already replacing um, one of the best quarterbacks in college football history, really. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Um, and one of the and, best recruits is right behind you trying to right, replace you. Right. Like and it's, everybody. it's, and everyone wants because to see you're not him. Trevor Lawrence. Because you're exactly right. Because you're not Trevor Lawrence. The guy who could be the quote-unquote next Trevor Lawrence is right behind you, and they're ready to get you out of there. Um, they can't be easy. He's kind of sandwiched between a rock and a hard place there. Um, and so now I think that um, I think that there's a clean slate for DJ. Um, I think it's a new opportunity, and I think it's a system that really fits him well. I think they're really going to work him with the best of his abilities because they are obviously run first team. Um, they're a veteran, but still a young team. So um, DJ's going to get a chance to be a leader, but he's also not going to have that pressure of, you know, having to bring the guys to where they need to be, right? Um, I think there is an opportunity for DJ to just feel like he's comfortable Um somewhere i think there's a lot of stability and a lot of comfort at oregon state for him i'm excited to see how that looks um, it really look um, like 26 oh hey connor sorry <laughs> guys. your offense can really look like 2016 washington's yeah with yeah the, that's kind of the build of it big o-line yeah. great running back mm-hmm. um, martinez and gaskin aren't built like each other at all but yeah dame is, is dame is just a potential like, he and he's is nothing like dj as a yeah Specimen? He's still a, you know, a veteran quarterback, a veteran quarterback that it can that can be really good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to get more. Like the more I talk about DJ, the more I'm excited. This is the most yeah. talented quarterback we've had at Oregon State, honestly, ever. Ever, yeah. Um, especially yeah. if we get his ceiling, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and this is the perfect time to have him. I mean, new stadium that we're selling out every single home game. Like the, the whole the whole fan base and the whole team is behind him. We have a coaching staff that trusts him immensely, but also is not putting too much on him. Um, right. We have also tight ends. I didn't get into that. Jack Velling is going to be amazing this season. I can already tell. Um, he, true freshman season last year, Musgrave got hurt second game of the year. Musgrave was like top 10 in receiving yards total if, in the first two weeks before he got hurt. Jack Velling filled the spot really well. We have Cal transfer Jermaine Terry, who has been really good this camp as well. Uh, big red zone threat. Uh, he was a four-star recruit out of high school. Didn't get much playing time at Cal and transferred over here, and we found a spot for him. Um, now, defense. This is the part I am weirdly really excited about. This defensive line group is the best defensive line that we've had in a very long time. Um, our two deeps on this on this rotation is looking very good. Um, we have... Uh, 
just I'll get started with the D tackles. We have James James Rawls, who is getting better every year he plays. Um, he was very very good near the end of the stretch last season, especially against Oregon. Um, we have uh, so seventh year senior Isaac Isaac Hodgins. Go home, Isaac. I I know. Um, a little side note: I remember him proposing to his girlfriend three years ago when he was a senior at a uh, spring game. Uh, oh, that was funny. Uh, anyway, that was three years ago. I am getting old, uh, and so is he. Um, <laughs> but, but apparently, he is showing the like most burst he's ever had in his life. Why? Well, I, I bet so. He's twenty five. It's time to get going. Um, in year seven, he is showing like like crazy yeah, improvement. So either no, he's, he's taking fully, steroids no, or he's, he's fully developed. Of course, he's, he's better. He, this is his peak. He cannot get he's, any better than this. He's twenty five um, years old. He's fully developed. He's time to go. Um, but yeah, he's 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 one of our captains. Uh, he's gonna be a key factor this year. He's also playing fullback, by the way. Um, what? yeah, he's playing fullback. Uh, he's Jack Coletto. <laughs> oh, I miss him. He scored a touchdown in the preseason, by the way, last week. Um, for, for the 49ers. Uh, so defensive defensive ends, we have uh, we have. Uh, oh, sorry. One, one more D tackle. True freshman <laughs> Thomas Collins from Sweden. Um, had offers from it's Penn so State. From he had offers from Penn State, Texas A and M out of high school. Came here. Um, is immediately going off in camp. He's obviously he's he's got a top two spot uh, locked down on on the D tackle. Um, our edges, uh, Corey Stover and John McCartan, are both going to be really good this year. We also have Andrew Chatfield on the edge as well, oh, along with uh, Sione Lolohea, who was someone's pick for Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. I'm not going to say who because we shouldn't, we do not name him, but um, oh, I, he's going to be very, very oh, good. Oh no! Yeah, um, he's going to be know, very, very good. He, not Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, good obviously, but he's going to be very, very good. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah uh and also Wyoming transfer Olu Oluwase Yomotosho is gonna be very good for us this year too. Uh, he's gonna be probably second string, maybe maybe first string on the outside linebacker spot. But again, very excited for the DL group. Uh, linebackers looking good. Easton Mascarenas, famous for his hot knife through butter, Michael Penix moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> a pick six since Washington. Uh, he's very very good. He's been filling in Omar Space spot well. As I expected him to, uh, John Miller is picking picking up pace too. Love, He's going to be our linebacker too. I love Easton. I was high on Easton as a recruit, and I'm glad he actually panned out. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, and also Makai Tong, former wide receiver, transitioned to linebacker, is also looking really good too. Dude bulked up a ton. His dad was a really good safety for us back in the day, Reggie Tong. Um, so it's good to see his family legacy living on on the defensive side. And uh, our defensive backs, young, unproven, but very talented. We have Jaden Robinson at the one, looking very good so far this camp. He's insanely fast and is very good in coverage. Um, he's, I think he's going to be better than Alex Austin, maybe Rajon Wright too. Um, mm-hmm. We have Juco corner Tyrese Ivy. Uh, better than Nashon, I think, honestly, too. <laughs> Legend in our games um, history. Right. Pac-12 Trayvon Diggs. Yes. Um, <laughs> Nation, uh, Defensive Jade, DTR. <laughs> Defensive 
He wasn't okay. Never mind. Anyway, uh, wasn't that bad, yo. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be really good. Uh, the other side we have Tyrite. We're in a position battle with Tyrite, Ivy, and 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 Drake Vickers. Both JUCO guys. Both are hungry and unproven. Uh, both we 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 got both of them in March, and they're both already fighting for a CB CB two spot, which is shows really. We've been doing that with a lot of JUCO guys lately. Uh, Ryan Cooper is going to be our nickel, obviously. I mean, he was really good in it last year. Might as well just keep him there. Um, for our safety spots, so Alton Julian, who has not played a game since Utah 2021 because of a torn ACL, is medically cleared, yeah. but he might not be back yet. Um, he's still in, getting limited reps. He's still getting limited reps in camp, which is not a good sign, especially this close to the start of the year. Um. We have Achille Arnold, Easton Mascarenas' brother, walking down the safety spot. Um, oh, yeah, what? <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? I genuinely did not know they were brothers. I never thought about the fact that it's Mascarenas slash Arnold, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the they're, they're they're brothers. Um, Are they half brothers, right? Or no, no, they're blood brothers. Blood brothers. Oh. What? Then why isn't it? <laughs> Achilles Masquerade is Arnold. I, I don't know. Where did Masquerade, how did he tag on? Maybe they just have their preferences, bro. Leave them alone. Okay, but where did it come from? I, I don't know. I, I They could very well be half, but I, I saw an article saying that they were full, so I'm not totally sure. Um, But uh, Achilles, who's been a guy who's been electric, like just, his energy is a whole different level. Like You just have guys whose energy is insane. He's one of them. Um, he provides a spark on the defense. He's been really good. He's not the best in coverage, but dude will make a hit. And uh, he's he's improved in coverage this year too. So it's not like he's like a liability. So I'm excited for him. And then the other safety spot's gonna be Keaton Oladabo, dude who I'm very very excited for. Who's who's returning? Gonna be an animal. Uh, was one of the best safeties in on, on the West Coast last year. Uh. Especially, and he shows up in big moments, had a sack on Caleb Williams in the USC game, had a bunch of other pressures in the backfield on safety blitzes too. So, yeah. Anyways, enough rambling. Uh, playing a talented offense in San Jose State, but I think this defense is, again, one of the best I've seen covering my uh, in covering Oregon State in a long time. Give me Oregon State 35-14. to 35-14 for the Bees. Um, Connor, while you stepped away, me and Clint talked about kind of similar to as you mentioned. Um, there's really no pressure on DJ to beat anybody that he's not this year, which is really exciting for a quarterback that's as talented as he is. Getting an opportunity for him to be free with a team that's really talented and uh, um, play to the best of his abilities in the offense that really encompasses that. Um, along with the running backs that Oregon State has, DJ has it made. Um, obviously, you know, the athletes at Clemson were better, but um, it's all about cohesiveness. And I think as a cohesive unit, Oregon State fits what DJ does better than what Clemson does. And it's that's just how it goes. Um, but in terms of this game, I think it'll be um, a lot of things that you mentioned. Obviously, you know um, about your program, so I don't have to validate what you're saying, but I agree with all of it. Um, it's a great football team, and um, I'm really excited to see them compete in this conference. I think they'll show their might. Uh, McDonald winning big. I've got uh, Beeves, 42. Uh, San Jose State's 13. 
Yeah. Um, I was also saying the similar, um, singing a sing- similar tune when Connor was out, just that he was put in such a bad situation as a, where he couldn't be himself um, because you had, you had the guy that you're replacing and the guy that everyone wanted replacing you um, looming over your entire career. Uh, this is a guy that had moments at Clemson where he showed serious, um, like NFL QB talent. Um, and with the speed at receiver Oregon State possesses, this guy's a deep ball. If he's setting his feet correctly and placing it where it needs to be, I I don't know how you stop Oregon State's ball. I really don't because you can't you can't throw a six man box at Damian Martinez and that O line. You can't. Um, he's gonna run all over you. Mm-hmm. So eight man box. You run a play fake. Defense slides up. And how do you? get back to those receivers with that speed. I mean, this is an offense that should be scaring folks. Um, Cause it is, it, it's added just with DJ, such a explosion explosion factor where they're going to be beating you over the top all the time. Um, defensively though, um, I, I, see this team playing very similarly to how they played last year, which was great. Um, They still have a ton of speed. They still have a ton of athletic players, and they continue to make good moves in the transfer portal and in the JUCO route. Um, And they've built up a team that got as much talent as anyone and very possibly the best X's and O's coach in the conference in Jonathan Smith. You can put him with Kyle Whittingham. You can put him with Lincoln Riley, in my opinion. As of and you can put him with Jake Dickert, I believe. I think Jake Dickert belongs in that conversation on the outside looking in. Not yet. Um, I think so. I don't. Um, you, you can think that, but you're wrong. Um, I think that you can say that uh, what's the man is in there as well, uh, DeBoer. I think both of our coaches. I also, I also would say not. Right? I, I would also say not yet. I mean, DeBoer, oh, he brought in a. But... He, he's got a great. He's got a great system, but when I look at, I, I think you put. You, I think I put Jonathan Smith, Lincoln Riley, and Kyle Whittingham on the field. I think Smith, Riley, Whittingham for sure. But I think that there's like a here, and then you can put. Jake Dickert and DeBoer on a A tier. A tier. Okay, and that's fine. With DeBoer very much trending towards S tier. I, I don't know if Dickert's ceiling has the same amount of life as DeBoer's, though. If that's I'm fair. That's fair. Um especially we have to look at the reality that <laughs> Jake Dickert's team will probably no longer be playing um this the same level teams that you are, yeah. yeah. Um, which is so sad. I mean, that is really unfortunate. But I've got Oregon State winning this game by – I think they win it by quite a bit. I think they're going to kill them. Um, th- wait, they're on the – that's right! I was going to say, like, 
gassed up crowd at research. They're on the road. <laughs> Speaking of teams that are going to be playing the same teams next year, this is why. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I guess me and Connor oh will be playing God. the Whatever. same teams as we play. 41, 41 to like seven. I, yeah. Yeah. They just run them off the field, in my opinion. Oregon State's really good. Yeah. I love this Beavs team. Um, anyway, this was a fun episode, man. Um, as always, I enjoy talking. We will. Episode in this timeline. I don't really know how it's going to be laid out, so I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I'm good to wrap it up here. Yeah, anymore. yeah absolutely. Um, thank you guys for listening. Guys, I love and appreciate you guys. We will see you next week, and we are so excited. Look at this college football. Extremely. Let's do this. One last ride. Sweet. All right, fellas. Peace. peace. Oh, one last ride. Peace. Man, two of y'all picked North Texas. Yeah, we did. <laughs> God, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before y'all. Uh, hold on. What? Blood froze. Hold on. <laughs> what? Well, not the ad. Oh, bro. I know what he's not doing. Not the ad, bro. I figured what he was doing. <laughs> it's been a long day. How's your friend? And I'll tell you all about it, man. <laughs> it's at two times speed. It's fine. <laughs> we altered him. <laughs> See you, see you again. Sped up is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fellas. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Peace. (laughs)